bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Oh yeah, we can do this live on the air everywhere. You know it's the Modern Eater Show from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Big show tonight. It all came together. Big show. Always comes together. Again, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Check out all the action. Actually, I'm doing that right now. Going over to Facebook. Need to hit the Modern Eater Facebook page and just share this to your timeline. We want to Get as many people as we can in on the culinary church, right, Rich? I, I say more than share it, guys. More than share it. What do you do? How do you more than share it? Love it? No, you invite people to like it. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you're on the page, why not just talk on that video as well? We'll give you a shout out on the air. Live on 630 KHOW, iHeartRadio station. A good lineup for you tonight as we go through um, what the lineup is right now. Miss Carly Smith. She's the fairy gut mother. She's going to check in at 6.30 right here on 6.30 KHOW. And you can see Carly. She's sharing. Carly, you're sharing it to your timeline right now as well. That's the way to go. Look at this. Already 10 people. And I haven't even shared it to my uh, illustrious Facebook page. That must be Carly's page that's doing all that. Truly, (laughs) if you're interested (laughs) in food, sharing is caring Caring. on this one. The voice of hospitality right here. Um, big show tonight. Carly, Jay, take it away. What do we got here? Carly, uh, oh, hey, hot mic. Uh, he's uh, on. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. on. <laughs> do us a favor. Tell us what you're going to be doing tonight. What are you preparing? So I'll be making oven roasted smashed potatoes. And what about putting them in a cold bath is important. Yeah, so they're boiling right now, and when these are cooked, we're going to throw them in an ice bath. And the cooking and cooling is what helps to preserve the resistant starches, which is good for gut health. Gut health. We're going to talk about gut health with Carly. Resistance starches. She's our spirit guide when it comes to gut health. That's right. That's right. And uh, a living proof of it at 6.30 right here on 6.30 KHOW, a gal that actually cured herself of Lyme disease because of gut health. That's very interesting. Stick around for Carly's segment at 6.30. 6.45 in the kitchen. He truly is. He's in Studio Kitchen right now. He's a crowd favorite. His name is Jared Leonard from Barbecue Supply Company, Ofu, Colorado, and also Bud Long Hot Chicken. Jared, Jay, take it away. Uh, Jared, uh, welcome to Studio Kitchen Colorado. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we know you have delicious barbecue, but what did you bring today? What are you going to cut up, and uh, what are we going to be eating? So today I'm going to be making some beef brisket. I'm going to show you how to prepare a beef brisket, and then I spent all night last night smoking a brisket for 16 hours. All night, I'm sure. All night long, baby. <laughs> Truly it is an all-night process. That's right. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll be ser- I'll be serving that, and then... Uh, when I found out that the fairy gut mother was going to be on, I wanted to bring something to compliment her nickname, so I brought some hot gut sausage <laughs> from Elgin, Texas. This is the of course most did. authentic Texas-style sausage you've never had in Colorado. Well, there you go. Yeah. He never it, disappoints. And it's spicy, I will tell you. I have one bite tonight, uh, Jared Leonard. We're looking forward to the, uh, what does Jared have? Smoked Texas-style beef brisket, a Wagyu pastrami, and smoked te- Texas sausage. So... Uh, 7 p.m. John Hinman in the house. Here's one for you, right? Hinman's Bakery. Awesome baker. What's what's he going to be doing for us today, Jay? Hinman's Bakery. Here we go. John Hinman. Tell us. Uh, I know it's National Fried Pie Month. Day. Which is, day. Which day? day? It's just the day. Didn't you say day. it was the day? 
Oh, okay. Well, Ooh. here we here we are. Lucky we uh, got it. What are you gonna fry? Uh, tonight we'll be frying up some uh, fried cherry pie, and I'm currently making some apples. Apple would, pie too. I would have uh, been shocked with that. I have setup. yet to fry one of these pies yet, so we'll have some baked ready to go just in case. So it's gonna be a good experiment. Well, hey, we're all about experimentation in here. I would with been, food. <laughs> Jay, as you set that up, you said that National Fried Pie Day. Here he is, John Hinman. If he would have said other anything else other than fried pie, that yeah. probably. What are you gonna no. do today? A loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah that's right. Day. Yeah, quiche. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a quiche. And right there, he's uh, batting cleanup. It's uh, Jim Pittenger, Biker Jim's Gourmet Dogs. Not Gourmet Dogs today, Jay. Take it away. All right, Jim. So uh, you heard the spiel, right? So it's 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 it's, it's, it's spiel time. So uh, Biker Jim's Gourmet Dogs. You didn't do hot dogs today. You you're you're throwing us a curveball as it is. What are you making? I'm actually showing you how to elevate the cheesecake. We're doing a triple brownie, double layer Kahlua chocolate, amaretto vanilla cheesecake. That's that's dairy um, corn. So uh, these you'll you'll have the recipe in a minute if you want to throw that up online. Show people how to do it. A couple of tips and tricks on how to make a cheesecake and how to make a cheesecake better than anyone else. He's doing There you fried. go. It's the best cheesecake in the world from Biker Jim. He's doing fried pie, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the fried pie. Hey, uh, John, tell us about these fried pies now. Are you going to fry them? You see this? You see what I'm working with with this? Yeah, Never good. mind. Greg, go ahead. Looks good. <laughs> Greg, go ahead. So 6 p.m., uh, we're just happy to have you here on The Modern Eater on uh, 630 How and live on iHeartRadio, 615. Uh, it's, this can be a good one. They're our neighbors, and um, you know you always want to be have your neighbors close to you because this is a community of things. But we walked in there, Jay and I. I don't know. I think we walked in there about a month and a half ago when we were first settling. Probably more on two months. These guys were so helpful to us. We didn't have internet for the longest time. It take uh, to move mountains to be able to get internet in here, and uh, pop culture classroom right next door. Being the good neighbors that they are. Um, said, hey, you know what, you can uh, piggyback ours for not long, but you can do it for a little while. So helpful to us. We walked into their classrooms. Their classrooms are absolutely amazing. You're saying, what's pop culture classroom? We're going to tell you about it next, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModerneater.com Brews Beers in Denver does all Belgian-style beers. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster, and we do badass Belgian-style beers like nobody else. From the classics to creative Belgian-inspired styles, we have 15 on tap in our big tasting room and patio. Handcrafted wit beers, blondes, ambers, and saisons. High-octane doubles, triples, and quads plus sours, barrel-aged beers, and special rare bottle releases. We have food trucks every day, plus a bistro next door. And your dog is welcome. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in North Denver. Your best choice for Belgian-style badassery. Can I pour you one? Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. 
Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from Ford, my brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you are listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are back live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, from an undisclosed location near you for a little while. For a little while. We have to thank Rocker Spirits in the house tonight as well. And in the next hour, you're going to hear from Dustin Evans from Rocker Spirits. Also, Mockery Brewing Company checking in and Bear Brewing Company. Lots of friends here tonight. It's good to see these faces um, live on Facebook again. But what we want to tell you is, uh, neighbors, this is very important for neighbors. Uh, without community, that's all we're about is mm-hmm. community. Support your neighbors, support the community, support what they're doing. And Pop Culture Classroom, they are our neighbors, and we need to welcome them to the show right now, Dr. Katie Monin and Bruce McIntosh. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Got an opportunity to meet, uh, meet Dr. Monin earlier. Can I call you Katie? You can absolutely call me Katie, yes. <laughs> Dr. Katie? I just use it to pay bills. When they say doctor, they listen. <laughs> and I think they might. They <laughs> yeah. might do that. Uh, Bruce, we'll just call you doctor, too. because you're Yeah, like, Dr. Bruce. <laughs> Dr. Bruce. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the show. Here's what's going on next door to you from Pop Culture Classroom. And um, hopefully you'll be back many, many times. Tonight is your annual holiday party, plus the boards there. All right. Everybody's gathering together. Talk about community. Uh, you guys are doing it tonight. But we wanted to have the opportunity to welcome you on the air, to say hello, and then also say, what is Pop Culture ca- Classroom? Go ahead. Take it away. Go ahead. All right, so our mission at Pop Culture Classroom is to inspire a love of learning, increase literacy, build community, and celebrate diversity. So I think those are all community-based and well-aligned with your mission as For well. For sure. Yep. And uh, we run Denver Pop Culture Con, Reno Pop Culture Con, and we I'm the director of education, so I run year-round programming that is literacy-based with comics, graphic novels, video games, social media, all of those things in the classroom. So as we talk wow. about community with what we do with food and beverage, there you go with art. That's right. Right? That's right. Food, beverage, and art. There's got to be something that we can marry in the middle of this thing to oh, where we put on something together. There's definitely stuff we can do because I, I'm the director of programming at Denver Pop Culture Con. We used to be Denver Comic Con, so it's it's tough to kind of uh, sure. change that. We just changed that. So that and Reno Pop Culture Con. And uh, what's more uh, pop culture than the stuff that you guys are doing here with uh, cooking? We could have, have you guys do a cooking class at uh, Denver it. Pop Culture Con. Oh, we We're, could have you to the classroom to do a themed cooking sure. that's like superhero related or something like that. <laughs> that well, where fun. did you get the name? I'd like to ask. This is Brian Freeman from Grower's Organic. Where, where'd you get the name? Well, that's Bruce's job. We've actually, actually, I was, I did a, uh, a kind of retrospective yesterday at our staff meeting. For uh, we <laughs> used to be, we started out as 5280 Comic Book Classroom. We moved it to be Comic Book Classroom. And then uh, several years ago, as we were finalizing our nonprofit status, we changed to Pop Culture Classroom because it isn't just comic books. It's all forms of pop culture, like uh, films, books, um, you know, all kinds of, including comic books. So we changed it to Pop Culture Classroom, and that's what we implement, uh, a love of 
learning through pop culture. Okay, yeah. so you were engaging, or, or a younger spirited group, or any, I mean, really anyone, right? Because everyone likes oh, yeah. comics. Well, it, at uh, our, our office next door, uh, we have drop-in hours, and we have classes for kids. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Um, as far as community goes, I know that a couple of times that we've popped in there, you were, you really want to reach out to the community that oh, yeah. we're in right now. Yep. Um, how are you going about doing that, and what's the call to action that we could say, hey, listen, if you'd like to come drop in, what's that look like, Katie? Right. So we have drop-in hours every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 6, and anybody can come by and use our supplies and our stuff. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and then um, we also have a cosplay series that we run, a comic book series, a game on series, a film night, a, all of these things we can get involved with. I think most pressing right now and most exciting for everybody is probably the Denver Pop Culture Con. Applications are open. If you want to submit a panel, now's the time to do that. Um, and then we curate those panels and put them forward. And probably about February, March, Reno Pop Culture Con will also have its applications live as well. So we kind of do a lot of everything. I mean, I just started in May, and I think my whiteboard just looks like projects exploded all over it. But I'd be happy to have you come over there. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good it's, thing. It's more work than being at the university where I previously was. So that I think that says a lot. Yeah, what a cool team. Wow. You guys really have some great people working over there yes. at Pop Culture Classroom. And so when people see Comic-Con downtown, the mm -hmm. convention, right, that, that's you guys. That's us. Yeah. Okay. Except for now, it's Pop Culture Con which will be difficult for everybody to get used to. I wish we had followers like that, people that would dress up and, and you know. <laughs> I mean, truly, that is a cult following, wouldn't you say? What do you figure that cult following is attributed to? Just the characters themselves, the culture? Well, put a finger on that. Yeah, I, I can put a finger on that. Um, before I got here, my scholarship was all on studying pop culture. Um, and what's happening is we're living during the greatest communication revolution of all time, a time when we're... Still reading print text literacies, but half of what we read, and some, often more than half of what we read, is visual. So we have to make a transition in the schools and starting with kids to teach a balanced literacy stage. That's what I call it in my research, is a modern literacy stage, where we value print text literacies just like we always have, but we also value these other more visual or auditory literacies. Mm -hmm or the taste of food literacies and what that makes you think or feel. Yeah. Um, so I love that strategy. Yeah, that's that's it, the it, tipping point. We, we, we can't teach just print text anymore because we'll be doing this a disservice to the future generations if we just stick with that. Follow with me on this because I'm the king of dumb analogies, right? So in football, sometimes you run to be able to throw so that the defense mm -hmm. comes up so that you can't they're going to protect the run so you need to throw. Well, in this instance, you're just go you're trying to um, go with the climate of which it is. So rather than running and say you're going to pass to be able to run. And so you guys know that this is changing up. 80% of all content consumed on the internet is visual and videos. That's right. And so in order to open up that other literacy aspect, you're going with what there is and then being it. So there's my dumb analogy. No, that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> and from a kid who grew up as a Dan Marino fan, I'm passing that ball like a you know Hail Mary, sure. like he was pretty known for. <laughs> so Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. So those are, the, the, you know, you guys, we want to do some things with you over there. Absolutely. Um, set the stage and just talk about for a second, when you walk into the classroom, what do you see? Draw, a, a, paint a picture, would you? Okay, so it's it's the most fun classroom I've ever seen in my life, and I spent my life trying to find fun classrooms like this. Uh, but basically, we have a, a maker space. 
We have uh, computers and drawing and uh, all kinds of comic software you can use and draw with. Uh, we have graphic novel library. We have a manga library. We have a DVD library, a Blu-ray, like all those things going on. Um, we also have um, all of the gaming systems so that kids can learn video game literacy. So that's really fun. Uh, we have a drop-down screen so everybody can see it's very large. We have two screens in there, actually. Uh, and we also, what am I missing? There's so much awesome stuff. We have a 3D printer. We kind of have everything. The kids work on tablets. Um, and the walls are painted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, here's a good one. So when I took the job in May, they were like, hey, uh, we're going to make a new office. Do you want us to paint over the superhero mural in your office? I'm like, no. Why would I want you to paint over the superhero mural? So, of course, I want that. So, yeah, it's a really fun place, and the walls are superheroes. And Bruce actually is part of the team that created those superheroes. And, you know, the best part, too, is that we spent a year looking for a new place to, to set up and a building that would be in an area where kids otherwise wouldn't have this kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I think we picked the, uh, the best place for that for kids to be able to come in and, and use these kinds of things when they wouldn't normally be able to. Now, Bruce, do they get yeah. credits for this? Are, are you an accredited school, or how does that work? It's does a nonprofit. Non we are a nonprofit. Um, so this is... Not exactly, Chris, we could talk about that. At uh, Denver Pop Culture Con, teachers can get credits for attending our panels, which are which we create as classes. Um, but Continuing edge credits yeah, you for got their, it. Exactly. okay. Yeah. Exactly, for, and for uh, their recertification for master's degrees and so forth, you can actually get credit just by showing up. By showing up. What do you feel that you give back to the kids? What, if you would say, this is this is what I'm most proud of, what is that? Oh, well, now you've got me started. <laughs> well, at Denver uh, Pop Culture Con, we have what's called the lab. And it's a 10,000-square-foot area where it's all activities and two stages for kids. One's what, the all-age stage, which is mainly aimed at 5- to 12-year-olds. And then the, the other 8-bit stage is for teenagers. And we, we bring in our guests, and we bring in uh, pop culture uh, focused people who, are, who care about kids and want to provide them uh, this kind of opportunity when they uh, wouldn't otherwise have it. And then we bring in four to 600 kids every year uh, to experience what we're doing in the lab and the other kid-focused uh, programming just uh, for filmmaking and for books and for do you want to be an artist, do you want to be a comic artist, uh, you know, uh, do you have uh, identity issues? These are things that we discuss in the lab, and those are the kinds of things that I'm so proud of that we do and provide that opportunity for kids. Yeah, it was an outlet for me as a child, and, and my hopes are that people carry through this through their adulthood. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, that's a major thing. Two questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, first question is, uh, when can I have a key to after hours just to go in there and hang <laughs> out myself and be a kid again, which would... Uh, uh, I'll make you one. <laughs> when I will sit there, we'll play games. I would love to do that. Secondly, we don't want him to keep having to crawl through the vents. It's, <laughs> it's sketchy at night. He's up there. You know. dust is coming from. Yeah, we did wonder about that. Yes. Well, and Bruce and I are like grown children, so please come over anytime. Oh, I, I love it. Second, Bruce, where do I get one of those shirts? Yeah. This shirt? Yeah, that's an awesome uh, shirt. My wife bought it for me online, but I will get you the, the location. I love it. She'll buy More information, food. website? Popcultureclassroom.org. Sounds and, great. Uh, DenverPopCultureCon.com. Yeah. I love it. I know you guys are busy tonight over there, but yeah. intermingle the crowds. Bring them over here. Listen. Have a drink, eat some food. We've got tons of food. 
Yeah, Lose. you guys have. I thought we had a cool place, but this is a. This, this is, is pretty great. Ah, we'll, <laughs> we'll exchange keys. You guys can come over here. <laughs> Are we better than the candy to. company? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, that was that yes, so. yes yeah. I, I'm already on board. On the way out, great local craft distillery out of Littleton. They've set up shop right outside the entrance there. It's called Rocker Spirits, and they have delicious craft distillates. So awesome. check that out on the way out the door. You guys, too, go over there and get some Rocker Spirits. We actually yeah. have a crowd in the house tonight. We're going to liven them up because yeah. uh, food is on the way. You, have you ever heard of the term hangry? Yes. You know, My where partner you get, gets hangry. Where you get hangry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we maybe have a hangry crowd on our hands tonight. We've got to feed them some food. And uh, Mockery Brewing Company is showing up here as well. So all's well in the world. This is good. We're going to food next with Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. I wish you could stick around and hear about the fairy gut mother. This is a woman who cured herself from Lyme disease through what? diet, yes. through healthy gut. Yep. Wow. She's got a great story. It's coming up next right here, 630. Check back in right here on 630 KHOW. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModernEater.com. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to TheModernEater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. All right, back to Studio Kitchen, Colorado momentarily, and there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother, on deck. 
Right now, it's Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. I got to tell you, I don't even need any copy. I know this business and this family so well. Talk about hyper-local. Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions, along with his wife, Kristen, and their uh, little girl, Charlie. <laughs> she, I think she's coming up on a year old this Christmas time. Congratulations to them. But 20 years in the business, installing and man- maintaining tap lines. They're the best in the business. They're going to make sure that you're pouring inefficient beer. It's so tacky when you're pouring beer that comes out foamy or the temperature's wrong, and there's just no reason to do it. It also costs you money. If you're pouring inefficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're, you're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. They know it. You know it, too. You're pouring your money down the drain if you don't get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Here it is. Write it down. 720. 272-3809. I'll bet you he'll answer the phone right now, Mr. Uh, bar owner, restaurant owner, brewery owner. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? And Pat Cubella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Elise Wiggins got that with Kathy Bella last year. And I'm just so happy to have you guys tuned in with us tonight live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. You can check it out on Facebook. And also like our pages while you're there. And we wouldn't mind if you shared the video to your timeline as well. We continue. Uh, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Snyder with Carly Smith. She's no stranger to the show. She's our spirit guide. She's the gut mother, the fairy gut mother. How are you, Carly? Hi, good. Good Thank to see you. you again. Good to see you. Heading to London tomorrow. Yes. Yep. To do what? I have a talk out there on gut health. Do so. you really? Yeah. Yep. That's how you know. I mean, Dr. Oz flying to <laughs> London. No. Doesn't it just blow you away to think of what she does? What do you do? Where she goes and talks no. about gut health no. and about what she's been doing. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you. well first of all, you're... You're making something tonight that yes. when I look at it, I go, are you sure this is good for your gut, Carly? What yeah. are you making? It looks delicious. Well, and that's what most people would think. You know, we're, we're kind of told to cut out carbs and starches, but in actuality, uh, it's a, the way that you prepare the potatoes or the starches is what's actually really good for gut health. So tonight we're making oven roasted smashed potatoes. And so first we boiled them and then immediately placed them in an ice bath and cooled them. And that's what helps to boost the resistant starches, which are also kind of known as prebiotic fiber. Mm -hmm. So you start to hear probiotics, which Mm -hmm. is bacteria, and then prebiotics, which is a fiber, essentially what the bacteria need to live on in the gut. So actually potatoes, if you prepare them the right way, are awesome for gut health. She does the study. She's the one who figures out the recipes that promote gut health, right? I mean, that's yes. what you do. Uh, the, is it fairygutmother.com or the fairygutmother? Fairygutmother.com. Fairygutmother.com. She yes. truly is. Um, those of you that can identify with these types of things, because when you roll back the layers of bad health, there's, there, there's you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. You have to take it. It's like a, a yarn. You take the yarn, you unwind the yarn, you figure layer after layer after layer. Gut health is really what you're trying to go towards to have that optimal health. To, how would you explain that to people, what good gut health is? 
You know, it's a balance of bacteria and fungi in your, that are in your gut, and then as well as having a healed gut lining. And that all comes from the diet and stress levels, and just incorporating foods that help to promote beneficial bacteria, so fermented foods, um, and then healing the gut lining. You can do that with bone broths and uh, nutrients like L-glutamine. Um, and then, you know, managing stress levels, that's a big part of it. I always talk about the gut health lifestyle. Like we did yoga this summer. Yeah. So getting you involved in the gut health lifestyle. I know you're There's continuing also, to do yoga. <laughs> Greg does it every day. Yes. Every day, Greg's <laughs> stretching it out. I never knew you as passive aggressive, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I did. Truly, I mean, those are things that as I look at, those are, when you talk about why you're uneasy, Greg, or those, you just touched on something, Carly. Thanks for that. When you talk about sometimes you're uneasy or your body's telling you something or depression might be there. There are certain things that you're not addressing. You have these mechanisms in your body to let Definitely. you know it. And so one of those things, and you talked about the yoga, that really intrigued me was there's such thing as digestive yoga, Carly? Well, I run a workshop, a yoga and gut health workshop, and a lot of times the poses that you get in help to stimulate digestion and cleanse the internal organs. So think of it as like a massage for your gut. So the twists, um, you know, things that you do, especially with your breath and getting the breath deep into the in the low belly, that's actually to help, you know, stimulate um, the movement of, of the large and small intestine and, and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yoga is a, is a great way to help support the gut. I think what she said, Greg, that people should really tie into is so important is lifestyle. And it's about, it, it's more than, Definitely. you know, it's more than just food, it's exercise, it's stress, it's mental well, mental well-being, right. and physical well-being. A lot of and people right now, during the middle of the holiday, they're going la 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 la. They've got they're plugging their ears. They're going la la because people are putting these things off, and, and you know rightfully so. But it doesn't have to be that way, Carly. Do you have to give up one for the other? You're showing us tonight. You can have these smashed potatoes that are delicious and promote gut health. You bet, yeah. I mean, and I always say have a balance, whether it's 80-20 or 70-30 or, you know, whatever. So the majority of part of the time you're eating healthier. Give yourself some flexibility for the, you know, other remainder of time. And I have this theory actually about eating healthy during the holidays that it's actually little to do with food and more to do with people's stress levels than anything else. Cardosol. Exactly, yeah. And I think that it's a combination of having this super high stress time combined with this overindulgence of pleasurable foods and then our thoughts and our feelings of being guilty and ashamed for overindulging in these pleasurable foods and that's what creates an unhealthy holiday season so I always just tell people manage your stress levels and you know everything within moderation um, because you know really at the end of the day it's not necessarily the food itself sure Carly I come to work though and my employer shames me and my coworker constantly. And so I feel like about what? We're about our food. He's Aww. constantly shaming us. Me? How do we do that? How do we work with that? How do we resolve that <laughs> Wait, stress? What's, going, what's going on? Is there a coup happening here? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm being overthrown at the helm right now. Uh, yeah, how do you deal with people like me, Carly? I, I think that's over my head. <laughs> oh, man. You, that you that holiday <laughs> stress. You know? Hauling back during the holidays. Ah, listen, I wish it wasn't the case. But um, when you go to places like London and other places that you speak at, what does that look like? What are people signing up for? So, you know, I just give them a basic overview of, of gut health. I talk about my background a little bit and how I use food as medicine to heal from Lyme disease and, and how I even got into all of this. And um, then I just kind of give you them... You went over that really quick. 
You had Lyme disease. Yes. And you used food as medicine. Yes. And it got you to where you are today. What was that okay. journey like, first of all? You know, um, it wasn't easy, but um, I'm, I'm very grateful for it at the end of the day because it's now it's given me this opportunity to be able to spread this information and help other people. Um, so... Uh, but, you know, 80% of your immune system is in the gut, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, because I saw the, you know, the effects firsthand mm -hmm. on myself and my body. So. And so when you're going into something like you're doing in London, people are looking at you, and that's a blessing, is that I'm going to teach you my plight in life of what I've gone through, and maybe you can identify with it. So right, what, exactly. what does that look like? What are some of the topics that you're going to hit? So we talk about foods that you can incorporate to help heal the gut, um, just basically that the gut health lifestyle that I talk about a lot, you know, managing your stress levels, um, what kinds of foods like resistant starches and prebiotic fiber and you know, gut health is always changing. There's new research coming out every day. So in the, in the time that I've been doing this, my presentation changes every time I give it because new data has come out that, you know, talks about better things for the gut. So, you know, I just go through that with everybody in, in easy ways that people can make just a few changes within their everyday life to start working on supporting gut health. Lovely, smart, and talented. Yep. All Got you it all. Want, Whole package. That's right. She's probably she'll be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Gut health. Yeah. YouTube. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do. Yes, and I have a gut health talk on there and a bunch of cooking demos as well. So. Well, on your she's YouTube got channel? so much stuff going on, folks. You, you don't even know. You know what I think? I when mean, I'm lucky London, enough to know Carly. And oh. when she goes to London, people are going to be looking and going, "Those teeth." <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about well, London? She's got what, beautiful yeah, teeth. Then, you know, oh, you go over to London. And she's like, not from here. She's not, she's not, haven't even heard <laughs> <laughs> Look at Austin Powers, you know. He's, oh, oh I gotcha. yeah, now we're all like, I was just see, so Where's the camera? <laughs> hey, can we get a close-up of Carly's teeth, Oh, please? my God. <laughs> Give him a smile. Right? <laughs> right there, right there. Right. Here, wait, let her she, get, let her get a little bit of Jared's brisket. Wait, now we're, so. we got it. This is how we summon Shane. Carly, that's how we summon Shane now. Oh, nice. I don't think he sees it. Jay, he's ignoring it. Your light's on. The light's on, Jay. Poor Jay. Back at it. Hey, what's up? How are you? What's going on over there? I want to, as we're here with Carly, we're not going to put her on the spot to make her show her teeth. She's got lovely teeth, but... Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's turning the light off. But in the next segment, Jared Leonard from Barbecue Supply Company, mm -hmm. he's going to be sitting where Carly is right now, mm -hmm. and we want to have something demoed with Jared out here in front of us. With all that, like all that sausage he's putting out on the table yeah, right now? Is all that what that you want to do? Well, he's going to, I think he's going to cut down a brisket. This is the after. Yeah. Right yeah. here. Well, but he was cutting down the, he was he seasoning and trimming. That? Yeah, that's already been videotaped. Oh, man. Jay, yeah. Jay does Jared, that you went you away from the plan. Does that remind you of something you saw there earlier this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> What's the lights on. What's up? We can never follow a plan around here, can we, Jay? Uh, we try. Yes, I, we mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that. We try. We are trying. We can fall to the backup. Carly, when's your flight? Tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock. Do yourself a favor. Whether you believe that you have poor gut health or not, um, if you want to learn something about life and health and everything else, take, take the spirit guide path with the gut mother. Fairy gut mother right here in Carly Smith. We have to thank you as thank always. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. You're right about the teeth. <laughs> Wish I, you have great teeth too, little Rich. I got a snaggle tooth. Well, oh, My yeah. mom said uh, you're not getting braces. If it's one tooth, you're, you're not getting it's braces. It's never too late, babe. 
It's never too late. Can I get braces? You're a cute guy. You don't need that, man. Ah, man, I just turned 30, so I think you're right. (laughs) I think he's lying. Good teeth, no less. What can I say? (laughs) That's right. Okay, Carly, she's taking off. She's heading over here to finish up these potatoes. Don't those look so tasty? They start serving those up pretty soon. And when did that look? All of a sudden, oh, that greasy potato over there just dripping in oil and rosemary and salt. Oh, that looks really healthy. But, you know, we learned tonight about locking in some special starch. Which, did you get that, Rich? Wait, uh, absolutely. You know what happens is around the time of the new year, people change their macronutrients. They, I'm going to eat clean a lot, but if they don't address their gut health, they won't absorb the healthier food that they're putting into their body. So you wait, does do that, that tie into like macrobiotics? Food. Absolutely, it does. Look at ah. friends and family here tonight. I Look had that Ru- Ruby's loaded. here with it was, us tonight. It was good to go. Hi, Ruby. How are you? Jason Range, there he is. Desert Peak Marketing. Jared Leonard's on deck. We've got Mike Irby from iHeart here with us tonight. We've got Gigi, uh, the, 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 photographer. the photographer. I call her the photographer. The lens. Rocker Spirits here tonight. Are you guys enjoying Rocker Spirits? Did anybody get anything from Rocker? Ah, so good. Yeah. Beautiful. Now people are getting excited. That wakes everybody up. Yeah, I always that, say it right. just takes a little bit of lubrication. Yep. Just that's a little bit. That's You're all right. it takes. Not much, just a little bit. No, and and during this. the holidays, look at Maddie Ice is here. Um, just friends and family. This is yep. great. Live from Studio Kitchen, Hi, Colorado. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook and 630 KHOW and iHeartRadio station. We'll be back in a flash right here, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinct horchata milk stout thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles my sincere hope is that intrepid sojourner beer project will inspire adventure and wanderlust come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn located at 925 west 8th avenue in the heart of the arts district on santa fe for everything intrepid look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally locally Hey, Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. 
Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Oh yeah, in the kitchen. Truly in the kitchen right now. Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's a good one. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Little Rich Schneider. As we continue uh, looking at the Facebook Live, you can check out all the action on Facebook Live. Just search out The Modern Eater. Eric Chiapetta says, uh, fry the cheesecake. <laughs> Jim, fry the cheesecake. Uh, who else do we have on here? Terry says, I'm watching and loving the show. That's, Thank you, Terry. That's my mom. Oh, hi, mom. That's How mom. are you? Uh, Robin yeah, it says, what a great show, man. I wish I could have been here tonight. Wish you could have, too. Uh, we've got uh, Chef Carmen. Eric, here's Eric Chip hit again. Um, just shouted, and Brandon Camp. Sat, so sad to be missing right now. Wish you were here too, uh, Brandon. Robin's still there. Stu Smith, great job, Carly. Stu Smith, wherever the fairy gut mother is, great job, Carly. You're doing good. Um, yeah, thanks for for joining us and tuning in here tonight. This is one we've been wanting to do for a long time. You know, Brian, how we talk about you invented produce. Jared invented smokers. He invented barbecue altogether. Jared Leonard, barbecue supply company. He's ours now. Um, not a hometown boy, but he settled in nicely. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, Jared Leonard, the two and only. Look at the way he handles his meat over there. Oh, you like that? He's a real man. Uh, it, you'll get full value on Facebook right now if you tune into Facebook. What, what are we going to do here tonight, Jared? Can you first of all talk a little bit about Barbecue Supply Company? Yeah, so Barbecue Supply Company, despite the name, isn't a store where we sell barbecue supplies, but a restaurant where we sell barbecue meats. We do everything in a very traditional Texas style where we smoke the meats over a post oak fire, low and slow. This brisket cooked for 16 hours last night and very, very minimally seasoned. We want the meat to really stand out and uh, the flavor of it to, to be kind of the focus of the show. Barbecue sauces, we make them, but we serve them on the side. Everything is served just dry. So that's very traditional Texas-style barbecue. And you're going to slice up some brisket for us right here, right now. I am, Can we yeah. get an audience? Can, can you do little bite-sized pieces for people as we go into this thing so we can have people try it as we go along? Absolutely, yeah. So I'm going to separate the two muscles. Hey, but... Mike. Mike Irby. Mike, come on over here. Need a couple people. Matt, come yep, over George, here. Yeah, George, you can come on in, George. Somebody Bring it over in. here. Jason Range. So One, Want people to, sure. yeah. to come see. on? That's yeah. you. Come on over here. Come on in. So when you visit Texas and you order brisket off a off a line, you always are asked, do you want the lean or the fatty? And what they're asking is, do you want the point, which is this muscle over here, or the flat, which is the leaner side of this muscle? Together, these two muscles are called the packer cut brisket. And this is coming from the chest area of a steer. It's a very tough cut of meat, so it's got to be cooked slowly to to really achieve maximum tenderness. So we're gonna separate. The flat from the point, there's a, a grain of, of, of a layer of fat that runs between those two 
meat muscles. And you'll see that this directional grain on the flat runs opposite the directional grain on the point. So the point, this is the good stuff right here, in my opinion. This is like what good Texas-style sliced brisket is made of. It's so as you're describing, just keep in mind we're also on the radio, too, so try and give that descriptive uh, Absolutely. Area. So here, I'm going to do what's a classic test for good barbecue brisket in, a, in like a barbecue competition. You hold it over your fingers as so. Are we on video somewhere? Yep, you're on video. Yep, right, right there. Here. It should bend over perfectly like that. We've got a nice layer of bark on top of the brisket. We've got a thin red line that's called the smoke ring. Uh, that's not undercooked meat. That's just a reaction of the myoglobin, which is the red pigment in meat that makes it red. It's not blood. Don't ever call your steak bloody. Don't ever call your meat bloody. There's no blood in your meat, as a side note. And the myoglobin reacts to the uh, carbon dioxide in the, in the smoke, and that's what creates or leaves that red color in the meat. So you want that nice smoke ring when you're cooking with a wood fire. We want this nice bark on top of the brisket. That comes from our seasoning, and it comes from cooking with a wood fire. If you cook your brisket in the oven to make pot roast, it may be delicious, but it's not going to have this nice bark on it, and it won't be true barbecue. And again, we're looking for, see how my knife was upside down there? Good thing we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> again, every piece, every slice that I'm slicing does the, the fold-over test, and we've got that nice pink line, nice bark. Throw Matt a piece of that behind you, would you? Matt, where's Matt? Yeah, yeah, he's over your he's shoulder. He's right over your shoulder. Jared Bryan Freeman here. I, I'm more impressed with you every time. I mean, just all of a sudden, the information you just spouted out right there. Stuff. A lot of people don't realize what what kind of research that a good chef does or what kind of research someone who's a business owner does around what his passion or his or her passion is. And Jared has taken this, you know, to the wood that he uses in his smoker to the time that it spins in the smoker. Yeah. There's perfect. there's so many aspects to how and what you're doing, Jared. I'm really impressed with Thank what you you've sir. got over there. Well, you know, I always say I knew a lot about barbecue when I cooked it at home, but then I became a barbecue professional when I opened a restaurant. You know, this technique takes so long that even a, an avid barbecue home cook maybe does it, I don't know, 10 times a year, 12 times a year. That's real simple. When you start cooking barbecue in a restaurant, you're doing it every single day, you know, and, and you're really, you're looking at all the different briskets because you're not just doing one brisket each day. You're doing 10 or 20, and you're also cooking pork shoulder and ribs. So, you know, the science of barbecue and really understanding it comes from repetition. That's why some of the best pitmasters down in Texas are 60, 70, 80 years old. You know, I, it, it takes a lifetime to learn this. And one of the things we did in Chicago a couple of years after we opened the restaurant, I opened up a barbecue classroom, and that was another chance for me to really take my understanding of the science of this style of cooking to the next level, because now I was teaching it to other people. And, you know, you can understand something for yourself, but when you start teaching it to other people, that's when you really, really get to be a doctor of barbecue. A doctor of barbecue. I that's like a surgeon. Hey, Matt, surgeon. Matt, come here. Take, take this hot microphone. You had the first bite off of that. What do you think, Matt? What do you think? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Flavor for I mean, what what you get? Super flavorful, amazingly tender, really, really great brisket. Are those the things that you're looking to hear? Am I looking? Yeah, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. When you talk about um, barbecue and and right way, wrong way, Jared, is there truly a right way and a wrong way? Can you identify it when you see it because you're a barbecue doctor? Are you trying to cause a gunfight? No, I'm just trying to say, can can you tell bad barbecue? You know, I don't want to call it bad. What, okay, think, let's do this. What constitutes bad barbecue? So here's here's the here are the three important elements to good barbecue. We'll start with that, and everything that's not outside of or not in that doesn't qualify as good barbecue. <laughs> Very political. Without saying anything is bad, uh, you should be cooking uh, a big 
primal cut of meat. You're cooking the tougher cuts like pork shoulder or beef brisket or ribs. These are all fattier cuts of meat. Now you should cook them slowly and you should cook them with a wood fire. If you're not cooking with a wood fire and you're not cooking low and slow and you're not cooking the big primal cuts of meat, you're not cooking barbecue. People cook with pellets. Interesting. <laughs> I, I cook with logs, man. I'm like a caveman. I like to do it old school. And there's nothing wrong with pellet smokers. There's also nothing right with them. Very, very well said. <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 the flavor does come out. Like when you're cooking on a That's pellet so smoker, delicious. and you're really uh, you're really baiting me here. But I'm trying you, to get some good when, good radio out of you. Let's when you cook with a pellet smoker, you're cooking with these little compressed bits of wood. It's like sawdust, and it doesn't have the same flavor as when you're cooking with logs. You're not going to get a good smoke flavor in there. And, you know, the best barbecue you have, it, it, proof is in the pudding. Go all over the country, or specifically go to Central Texas. And the best brisket you're going to have in Central Texas is going to be made on an all-wood burning smoker, cooking with logs. You Fla know, flavor. Yeah, what, what kind of logs, though? What kind of, what kind of well, wood? It depends is it? on what part of the country you're in, well, I think. That's very true. So not as much anymore, but regional styles used to be, like, if you lived out east, you'd cook with hickory wood or fruit wood. If Texas you, is mesquite? And cedar? Uh, in southern Texas, along the Mexico border, they use a lot of mesquite. Mesquite burns very, very hot, so you got to be careful with low and slow barbecue cooking with mesquite. Is it indigenous to where your area is? Absolutely. The types of woods? So southern Texas, there's a lot of mesquite wood. In central Texas, there's a lot of post oak. Post oak is a very dense variety of white oak, so it burns slow and it gives off a nice clean flavor. What's your favorite flavor of post, wood? Post oak, 100%. Okay. And, and so with about a minute left, everything that I know about cooking and why I like barbecue is you need to master temperature to know what the temperature is and how to control temperature. How far off am I with that? Yeah, I mean, you need to be running your pit with a clean fire and controlling temperature. I Barbecue is not complicated, but you've got to have patience. You've got to take your time. Don't try to rush it. Don't, don't, don't uh, subscribe to all this modern science. There's a gal down in uh, just about an hour outside of of uh, Austin, Texas. Her name is Tootsie. She's 87 years old. She runs charcoal and wood fires every single weekend at a place called Snows, and people line up for five, six hours to eat her barbecue. People don't line up five or six hours to eat a pellet smoker barbecue. That's all I'm ah, saying. Ah, there he goes. <laughs> I know I get out of him. All right, I have uh, 20 seconds. Give a, a website that people can get more information. Yeah, so check us out at barbecuesuppliedenver.com. Uh, right now we're open on Saturday and Sunday at 2180 South Delaware. We're open from 11 until we sell out, which is usually through about 6 p.m. Soon to be open six days a week. Hour number two next. Thank you. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course. Hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Greedy, Mr. Tweedy. It is our number two of the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman as we continue. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, this is a great show so far, and the second hour will prove to be the same. Thanks for joining us. Check us out live on Facebook. Just search out the Modern Eater, and sharing is caring, Brian. It sure is. <laughs> That's why I do it all the time. I'm excited about not our with next the barbecue. Guest, uh, the, yeah, I did not share with the barbecue. Keep your fingers off of that. If I have a knife or a fork, don't let me close to you when they, that barbecue's on the table. And this barbecue is going quick right I know. now. Jared Leonard from Barbecue Supply Company and Carly Smith. Those dishes are out. The smashed potatoes are a smash hit. And the barbecue always, Smoking. always delicious. But I hate to say we're coming to my favorite 
favorite meal of the day. Drinks and libations. No, it's the, it's the meal. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's a, well, that, listen, that. that that's, a, that's a food group we're talking Rock about. Rocker spirits yeah. here with us. Housekeeping next week. I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. And I'll be joining Greg and down in Florida. <laughs> taking the wheel, man. Little Rich Snyder, you're going to jump up in the captain's seat. I'm going to have to get a big phone book to uh, sit on that seat and see over the dash. You're going to do a great job. <laughs> Some bricks on your feet. We're, we're going to have some fun. Truly uh, a guy that is so much, means so much to this culinary community. And you've got a great lineup next week. Can't, I think we'll spend a couple of minutes here shortly to talk about who's going to come on next week. But Little Rich Schneider taking the wheel next week on the Modern Eater Show. And then I'll be uh, broadcasting maybe from my telephone and a uh, thong. I don't know. Did you call the thong? Let's just hope that's – don't, don't uh, yeah. FaceTime, FaceTime it. Don't, don't FaceTime Hey, man, I just don't know if it. you've ever been to Fort Myers, Florida, but it's the waiting room for God, and even <laughs> I look sexy. Down he does. That's why he goes there, guys. I look sexy. Because the reality is, is – You're jailbait down there. He, he totally – he comes out of his shell. I do. And he's got a whole blue hair following. In Denver, I'm not there. the shirt off guy. In Fort Myers, man, I'm a – you know, listen. Physique. Uh, I'd go to a couple beaches. You'd be ashamed I was even at. Uh, yeah, this is a good segue into John Hinman. How are you, John Hinman? Nothing like purgatory to John Hinman. And have that Beetlejuice waiting room. Why does it have to be purgatory? This has been something that we've wanted to do for a while, but uh, Hinman's Bakery. Uh, just welcome to the Modern Eater Show, first of all, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. National Fried Pie Day. Did you know that? I didn't know that until the tortilla man let me know. <laughs> Little Rich called him up and said, John, hey, you want to play? Here it is. This is what it is, National Fried Pie Day. And it seems like you stepped in swimmingly. Is this the first time you've done this recipe? This is the first time we've fried pies um, myself, so I wasn't quite sure if our dough would would work and yeah. it works it's it, great it works it's, it looks good you might yeah, add this yeah. to your uh, repertoire repertoire right yeah that i think i can see this happen let's start from the beginning uh hinman bakery talk about hinman's for a second uh hinman's is located at 39th and dahlia in the park hill neighborhood um we are a wholesale bakery and pie shop so we're open to the public monday through friday from eight to three o'clock and um but john take us back a little further Sorry to jump in because oh, no problem. well because before he had a retail shop, New York. Yeah, he well no he before he had a retail shop he had a huge following. Yeah, I'm a um, Colorado embryonic native. Um, my parents Are you really? met here. Yep, I was conceived here, driven to upstate New York. Cons- right, right here. 18. Right here. Okay. <laughs> did you did you grow up in Park Hill? Uh, no, I grew up in upstate New York and moved out here as soon as I could when I was 18 and. Uh, I've been here 27 years now. Yep, and you but but you were also doing wholesale. A, a, a business that very different than where you are today. Um, well, we added the where the bakery is located is like a food desert. So um, I figured Tenali's is next door, and we have um, a coffee guy down the street, and Colorado Sodas is down the street, and Paladori's around the corner. And I made bread, and we were all hungry, so um, I opened a little shop. So mix it all in together. that little neighborhood, we get a lot of the uh, marijuana. Dispensary people nice. for lunch they like and sweets whatever. for yeah. sure, you know. Live on Facebook, uh, yeah. Eric Chiapetta says, John Hinman, so hot. <laughs> here we go. We got Shepherd Death so coming hot. in on the back end here. There it's going to get is. ugly. Um, you know, people look at you as a, a really a staple to the community of, of oh, what you, you do, and, and, it, and it begins and kind of ends with food, uh, truly. What it means to you to be able to, your baked goods, to be able to offer to the community? 
Um, it's a really great feeling. I love um, the experience of handing somebody a pie, and I always get a story. You know, my grandmother used to this, or last time we had pie, we eat it every Sunday, and I would get, always get this great family story. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, my friend makes fun of me for this, but, you know, I always say I do it for the smiles, you know, in, in, the, in the end of the game. Um, that's interesting, and, and here's something. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll let the cat out of the bag. But that's a great segue into that servitude that this community, uh, it, yes. it's a, a service community, that, that servitude that we feel of, like, you, you want to see someone smile. You want to be able to bring, that brightens your day with that. But going into next week, John Henman, he's going to make a return visit next week with Rich to yep. talk about Chow. 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 The culinary hospitality outreach and wellness that uh, John has uh, really been at the forefront of and, and been there. Uh, you're part of the DNA of, of that group. Yeah, founder, I mean, the right? Meetings, the meetings have been it's uh, just, uh, in his offices. Yeah, Alex and I started this group um, a few months ago, and it's been kind of surprise sideshow thing that we have going on. And it's we went so to a meeting. Excited. You weren't present. Where were you? I was at my dad was in town last week and we had uh, okay. We had well, some stuff. The modern yeah. eater. We stormed the barn and the doors. We opened up the <laughs> barn doors and there we are. And it's true. It's one of those things where just feel at home. Talk. Yep. What do you want to talk mm -hmm. about? I don't yeah. know. You yeah. talk about it because we're leading the way. And let's, a lot of times that I feel when you've got something on your mind, just an outlet. Yeah, just to talk. That helps. I mean, that's part of the cure, I think, is just start talking and keep talking. Yeah. Let's, you know, you know, it's, a, it's a place you have alone. to be vulnerable. Yep. You know, and that's the whole thing, because you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I, I very much saw when we were there, is, is that if you share... <laughs> Are we going to play? If, yeah, if you share, <laughs> you'll get something out of that, that meeting, I think. Tune into that when John makes a return visit with uh, Little Rich Schneider hosting the show next week. I think you're going to get a lot out of that because I already have, and it's been a short time. It hit home with Richie, especially with Anthony Bourdain taking his life. And, you know, what's going on here? Uh, what's ha what's happening? We need to address this within the industry. Uh, let's start at home, and, and that's truly what we care about, a uh, voice of, uh, of hospitality right here at the Modern Eater Show. So we're looking forward to that. And then food. Talk about bridging the gap. Here's something that you haven't – you're like, okay, I'm going to try this. But, you know, I haven't done fried pies. I want to try this. And, Jay, if we can get over here, I want – Jay? Oh, I've got to turn the – oh, you didn't turn the last service light off. This is how we call for Jay. Ah, like a yo, stewardess. Yo. Hi, Jay. Yo. Uh, we'd like to get a camera – on these pies because John's going to cut into these. And then we've got to get a couple of people up here. Who can we have try the Me. fried pie? Me, I'll try it. Uh, you're, you're you're right. got three right here. <laughs> right I'll here, try. I have no it's problem Rich and Brian will try this uh, fried pie. Yeah, I've got tonight. no problem with that. Hey, did you know it's a National Fried Pie Day? No, I didn't know. Hey, that. guys, it's National Fried Pie Day. <laughs> is, is everybody making fun of me about that? Or I, can, no. I can't tell what Wait that is. Wait a minute. What the? No, turn the, no, no, turn no. the service light Wait a minute, Jay. <laughs> oh. Brian, the Titanic sank? What? 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 <laughs> and they rebuilt it. But it is National Pie Day. <laughs> I think, what was it, McDonald's or probably made this famous, the fried oh, pies? Oh, the fried apple and pies. Remember when we were little and you get them in, eat like them in a backseat in the car and light your mouth yeah. up? Yeah, you'd burn your, you, <laughs> yeah. nine times out of ten, all you do is It was a hot pocket of molten lava. <laughs> Have you ever seen the YouTube videos where people are like, uh, hey, let me get a couple of fried pies, and then they're like, no, we're out of them, and they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait outside 20 minutes yeah. to make sure you get one out to me. People, yeah. they'll start fights over the. Okay, Brian, go ahead. Okay, I'll take in right there. Uh, I'll take an end piece. 
Ooh, what a, wait, I thought oh, this I'm was in. Apple. I'm, this I'm is, what do we have, John? We have something more than Apple. I'm is, saying. Is this cherry? A, uh, cherry pie. Cherry pie. pie. Cherry pie. Uh, yeah, the, the mic is going up. See, that's the thing about eating on the radio. Yeah, I can't do it. I, who's going to talk? John? Well, maybe you. I can you, talk. What do you think, boys? Oh yeah. I give them an A+. plus. you see why? Yeah. I, I, I did. 100% I ate on this, one yeah. and a half of these the other night at one sitting. John, yeah. you'll be back next week, right? I will be back this, next this, week. It's going to be a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. But Thank right now, how can people find Hinman's? Uh, right now, you can find us on the Facebook and the Instagram. The Facebook. I'm, Everybody's I, on the Facebook. I'm running around that corner, yeah. Um, Hinman's Bakery. Hinman's, Hinman's Bakery. We're located at uh, 4850 East 39th Avenue. We're open Monday through Friday. Um, we have all sorts of breads and pies, and you can come in and get a sandwich. Um, breakfast burritos. Breakfast burritos, and you probably eat our stuff. bread all over town as we service about 50 restaurants. So. On the Modern Eater Live right now, the uh, pastry guru checked in, Chef Emma Nemechek from the Omni Interlock, and she's a great gal. i got to give her. Emma, if you, can, if you can hear us now, Emma, what do you think of the fried pies that are in front of us? I think she would approve. Oh, I approve. Emma, this is delicious. I wish delicious. I could let you taste this. I uh, want to do a lot more with you. You'll be back next week. Got to thank you. Uh, John Henman from Henman's Bakery. Thank you very much. There he is. We'll see you right next there. week. Uh, this is a great show here, and John's going to make a return visit. Yeah, what do you have over there, Little Rich? Little Rich is... Uh, Little Rich is on two. I know. He's, he is on his second piece already. <laughs> from 7.30 to 7.45, we're going to be talking booze and all the booze news you can use. We've got Mockery Brewing and Bear Brewing Company in the house tonight, along with Dustin Evans from Rockford Spirits. In the meantime and in between time, at 7.15, coming up next... The next segment is Biker Jim. Biker Jim's gourmet dogs is what you're used to. But Biker Jim, he's not doing dogs tonight, Richie. He's not all just beefcake. He's cheesecake, too. <laughs> That's true. He's doing a cheesecake. It's one of his favorites. We're going to figure out why. A tough uh, guy like Biker Jim is making cheesecake. Biker Jim's coming up next with his uh, cheesecake recipe right here, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers in Denver. Fall's finally here, and for me, that means it's time to cozy up to a Brews Beer and get into some rich fall flavors. Belgian-style doubles, pumpkin spice brown ale, rich dark quadruples, and tasty triples are perfect for cooler weather. We make nothing but badass Belgian-style beers. Check out our social media reviews, then come in and see what everyone's talking about. We're at 67th and Pecos in North Denver, about 10 minutes north of downtown. With the holidays coming up, we'll soon be releasing some very special beers, including our famous Belgian-style champagne beer. Planning a holiday party or family get-together? Bruce Beers has everything you need to make it a great event. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at BruceBeers.com. We're dog-friendly with food trucks every day. So come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are, Keegan Gerhardt. Biker Jim should be over here right now. He's almost there. He was running a little behind Wait, today. where's Jay? He he's making his white Jay. chocolate sauce over there for this, um, this cheesecake. Brandon's here. This is the time. This is this the time. Is it. I, 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 I told him. I told him. And he, he I almost, I had to Did carry. Did he shoot you off? Well, he, he, here he comes. Well, here he comes. Biker Jim was late to the dance tonight, too, that's, though. Yeah, that's He's right, got that's a lot right. going on. What is he, he? I mean, he's got a lot going on. Wait, he said wait again. <laughs> I just, can I turn this off, man? Because he's such yeah, a I tried, but I can't, turn no, it off. I can't grab onto him. You know, I brought this cheesecake over. So here's a picture for you. I brought a, uh, a tray of a full choc- triple chocolate brownie. I don't even see the cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh, oh, here we go. Look at that. Well, I, well, He's going to frost oh, this thing live. Biker Jim Pittenger right we, hold now. Hold on, hold on. we got to get this on on. Where's uh, my spatula? Video. There's a pie server over there somewhere. Where's Jim's There's spatula? There's a pie server, he says. There's a little pie, pie server. server. You see that pie? Jim? That's the one. Can I have that, please? <laughs> hey, Jim, did <laughs> you ever think radio. that oh. this would be your life? What, talking to you? Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, I mean, <laughs> when I when I first imagined not stealing cars for a living anymore, I'm going, I'm what if make... I could be on a radio show yeah. one day that actually has video and yeah. stuff? And, and make a cheesecake. Well, not yeah, I've, been, I've been making cheesecakes forever. What little boy I, hasn't I, dreamt of that? I never figured. <laughs> Do you love cheesecake? No, I, I hate this stuff. It's, 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 no, no, actually... Cheesecake doesn't really do it for me. This stuff is some of the best things I've ever eaten. This is like a multi-layer. Okay. So yeah, you're saying so it's not really cheesecake. What's going on here from the bottom up? What, okay. what do we have? Um, well, first off, this is a triple brownie cheesecake. Oh, of course it is. So what you're looking at is a bottom layer of brownie, center layer of brownie, top layer of brownie. This is a uh, chocolate Kahlua espresso cheesecake. Uh, this is a white chocolate amaretto cheesecake. Uh, it's a tower of cheesecake. Does the alcohol cook off in that when you cook it? 
Can Jay have how, some in other words? How, how would I know? What is is Jay? Are you not drinking right now, Jay? I, I have two years. Two years. I haven't drank in more than thirty-six years. So, so I, I will eat the hell out of this. So okay. that's a valid right. question. That's yeah. well, yeah. I mean, so, that, and obviously that's why I was asking. No, and which is a good question because yes, I've got a piece uh, in, in my pocket in, already. So in the, in the yes. baking <laughs> process, the baking process, it will mostly bake out. You'll still get the taste. You're not going to get any of the alcohol. Well, that this, however, a little bit of a buzz. This, however, you may want to avoid this is a, a it's an amaretto cream cheese oh, or, i'm sorry amaretto uh whipped wow. cream uh, and it's pretty boozy so i you know i've sent many a recovery person okay not many but one guy blamed me for a total relapse after eating a uh, uh a pumpkin pie made with a grand marnier whipped cream so would you uh, eat that would Jim? i damn right the, you would? the amaretto yeah. Or, I'm sorry, the yeah, cream? Yeah, Jay would come down. <laughs> so, this so, isn't a sugar-dusted real cheese. Uh, right here on the modern yeah. eater, Yeah, folks. that's coca. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get a four. Uh, Hold on. Uh, put it this way. I, the state I of Alaska open 100% my mouth, can... supported me in my uh, decision to not drink anymore. Um, this is a delightful little dish that I would recommend for everybody. Here, I can everybody try it. I, yeah, I, well, can we oh, get hey, some people up here? To, who likes the sample cheesecake? Come on up. Come on up. Count on Matt. Oh, look at Matt. I hate to put you out, Matt. You know. <laughs> okay, here he's going to grab the first one. There we go. Awesome. Wait, I want your uh, bu- I want your um your buy-in, Matt. Oh, look at <laughs> he he went around he and sold it Matt. really quick. Uh, Matt, we, we need guy. your first uh, impression. Come on. There you go. Don't be shy. This is live oh, radio. Oh, oh, oh. Live radio. And Matt to Matt. He's our he's our official sampler. Okay, Matt, you got to take a bite. Look at these, Matt. You he's getting get, a fork. He's Matt's getting a fork. so thoughtful. And then he's over on the other table. Here, you want to give it to me, and I'll go around there. Sure, sure. What we're doing right now is we're trying to get uh, crowd reactions. For, I mean, how can you go wrong, though? How can you go wrong? This you is probably good. <laughs> so, Jim, you're known for dogs, right? Wow, that's just fantastic. But cheesecake was something. Yeah, well, he is not. Definitely, right. definitely differentiates it. Absolutely fantastic. You didn't get Thank any you. of that amaretto top. Uh, it's, there, Greg. it's there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Cheesecake, yeah. that's everybody's favorite, I think, right? You I don't know, trust you. If you don't get, I want that one to go to Greg. I want, I want him to, because he never eats. Yeah, well, I never eat. Tell, I mean, look at me. It's so creamy. Right, what this tastes like. Well, and I bake these a little bit differently than, say, they do like a New York-style cheesecake. You know, New York-style cheesecake is usually baked at a high temperature pretty quickly. So you get kind of the drier outside, Dry, that's and it what gets I was creamier say, yeah. on the inside. Um, these I bake, and, and actually I'm, I'm going to shoot the kind recipe over to you guys so you can put it slow. up online if you want. Um, I start out at a high, sp- uh, high temp, 350, for about 20 minutes, and then drop it to 220 for an hour and a half. Get and another then just fork. Shut off the heat and let it cool off. It, it's truly, I mean, this is almost like at some level. I never figured I'd have a yeah. hot dog business. I always figured I'd have a cheesecake, cheesecake business. business. And when I first started, I sold cheesecakes I and hot piece. dogs off of the cart. Carly, I'm usually shy, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to. Yeah, you're so I know, shy. I know how you cook. <laughs> Carly likes it. Oh, Does Carly crushed. like it? Love it. My, my mission is done. Well, the brownie, the brownie layers are so thin but so crisp. Is it scratch? And just perfect. It's huh? like is it the, scratch? Everything scratch? Everything scratch, yeah. Didn't you watch me make brownies earlier? No. No, I didn't. I was busy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Sorry yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, running a show. 
I know. Really what does sure. it take to do that? I mean, truly tougher to make this cheesecake. Or is it? Is well, the recipe easy to follow? Let me ask you this. How many times have I said, um, since I've been on the radio versus how many times have you said, um? I have, <laughs> that is I the big counted. difference between a pro and somebody that's better served, like, making hot dogs or, you know, cheesecakes or some damn thing. <laughs> We're going to put a recipe up, right? Yeah, I got it for you. Uh, truly easy? Uh, it's easy enough. What's the toughest part? Toughest part is for really just, just timing. Timing's the toughest part. Really, this not cheesecake, keeping me so, away from it? Um, <laughs> actually, with the brownie top, it's very forgiving because a lot of cheesecakes, you'll see them crack. If you don't time it just right, the tops can crack. You put a brownie top on this thing, bam, uh, it, it just comes out looking pretty. Tastes we've, good. We've got uh, Robin who says on Facebook, hot dog, hot dog jam, diggity jam. Um, okay, Robin. Um, fan of yours. Thank you. Apparently, um, hot. Well, it's uh, nice. And, and folks, if you haven't been down, you should get down to Biker Gyms. I really should probably you promote that let's, business. Let's, let's talk about a right little now. bit about Biker Gyms. You <laughs> oh, know? yeah. You can't get hot, or you can't get uh, cheesecake. No, there, like, you know, I mean, I sold cheesecakes when we first started. Cheesecake is one of those things that if once it's thawed, if you're not serving it by the day after tomorrow, it's wasted. And, you know, the dessert program at Biker Gyms was never really that fantastic, um, except well, for this. You're full of when you eat the hot dogs. I mean, you've got great dogs. They're not little. No, we serve, little we, serve, we serve quarter-pound dogs, and then we kind of really like to top them with unusual, creative, a lot of things. Uh, so, you, yeah, you're not walking away hungry. No. Well, when you go to Biker Gyms, you're coming for the big D. The, the, big, that's dog, the big dog. The big dog. Know? Thanks, you, thanks you don't need the, the, the little D, the dessert at the end of that. Oh, you, you know what? You dog. know what you do need right now, though, which is pretty fantastic. We're doing, uh, you know, we've been doing deep fried mac and cheese since we opened. We're doing a nacho mac and cheese right now, using uh, Rockalitas tortillas. What, what we're doing is we're making a pepper jack macaroni and cheese with bacon in there, and then we section it off and we roll it into Rockalitas tortillas, savory spice. The nachos, um, nacho, the nachos borrachos with savory spice nacho cheese mix, and then deep oh. fry them. <sighs> I want to French kiss my general manager every time because that stuff is good. What does HR think about that? HR? <laughs> my HR department hates me. Because it's him. I am the HR department. But no, 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 no. I'm just tongue kissing my manager. Uh, it's self, okay. Don't even worry about that. HR department. <laughs> Jim, this wow. is a, watching you with uh, cheesecake seems like a passion of yours. You know, I, I love making them. I'm yeah. really good at doing this. Uh, I, I make stuff that nobody else really does. In uh, cheesecake and hot dogs, I guess. If you think about it for a sec. When I first started on the cart, I was making limoncello sour orange cheesecakes, mm. Irish car bomb cheesecakes, chocolate chili chipotle cherry cheesecake. You know, nobody's buying them except chefs. Chefs would come down and they wouldn't eat a dog. They'd just buy a slice of cheesecake. And then we started doing the dessert program for, we did some stuff for Palomino. The Appaloosa Grill did our cheesecakes for two years. Um, God, there was one restaurant. Uh, you couldn't take a check from these guys, if, you know, because it would bounce. But, you know, they bought our cheesecakes for a while. It was it was pretty great. What I do love about it, folks, is, is Biker Jim, or Jim. As I know him, cheesecake Jim. Um, now, right? yeah, cheesecake. he um, his, where he his roots came from in Denver was seriously a little hot dog cart on Larimer in front of the clock tower. He took a spot that no one, no one was in that spot for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden one day Jim shows up on the scene with a hot dog cart. Oh, you want to know something funny? We moved. 
Did you? We moved from 16th in Arapahoe to 16th in Arapahoe. What, a kitty corner? We moved across the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we're no longer on the southwest corner. We're now on the northwest corner at the parking lot, or parking lot, the uh, patio of the clock tower. Does it still exist? The clock tower? Yeah, no. <laughs> Biker gyms. Yes. It does. They're at, there at that location. You no, know, absolutely. Yeah. So we took over the patio right now, which is pretty great That's because cool, we now yeah. have our own patio restaurant. Uh, we can serve booze. So oh, wow. we will be putting a beer program in place. Maybe Congratulations. not in um, You know, Parade of Lights is going on right now. So if yeah. you're out there at the Parade of Lights and you're listening, yeah. stop by and get a schnapps and cocoa. So, hey, look, schnapps and cocoa finally. <laughs> yeah. Look at uh, that. Yeah. You know what I think is cool about this? is this, And, and this comes back to really the whole studio kitchen. <laughs> is this is a place for you to do out-of-the-box stuff. Truly. Right. Like yep. I, I was talking earlier, I want to call John Schlegel from Snooze and have him come down and cook dinner. Wouldn't that be a trip? Who's, who's doing that? I'm on the radio. <laughs> So cool. Look, he's taking pictures of Well, I, actually, I think Adam Schlegel's probably just about uh, uh, barbecuing up chicken right now with, yeah, that's, with Alex Seidel. Well, but, so, they but they could bring week. some of their chicken down. Damn right they could. Um, anyway, let me yeah, let me promote those guys. What, I mean, hey, the, you, Shook is, Shook is opening up next week. Uh, I'm in, pretty in excited. The I know. Of, yeah, what, and what, our old friend at the Village Court there, yeah. Lisa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just with, in a meeting with Adam yesterday. That's an exciting deal, Adam. And our friend over at Fruition, Alex Seidel, Alex Seidel have uh, joined forces to open up a new chicken restaurant right at the corner of Louisiana and Pearl. Charcoal barbecue chicken. They they don't have any electric or gas cooking devices in there. It's it's an ambitious project. Wow. Everything yeah. is going to be cooked on uh, charcoal. And, and of course, so it might probably, take a little while you if you what? order and they're they're backed up. So be, tells me be they, kind, you know. They, they, there might be a line there. <sighs> There's probably going to be a line, but I don't think it's because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, anyone could pull that off, yeah. it's those guys. Goes Absolutely. with the name. Charcoal. Absolutely. Got to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, Jim, thanks for sharing this with us. Oh, my pleasure. This is great. It went quick. We have three pieces left. I'd like to show your tattoo. There. I, show your tattoo. Where's the where's the bike? <laughs> you can show that. Jim, yeah, Rich, were you ready? I mean, you, it was not you might have been a little too close to that tattoo saw, than you like. I saw a, a J. What were we calling that earlier in the week? The the the. Uh, the star. It's a silly thing. <laughs> the Death Star. The oh, the Death Star. I just yeah, saw that. It's a little nickname running around <laughs> That's here. That's not a kitchen. moon. <laughs> That's Jim's no. again. Always fun to catch up. Jim Pittenger, Biker Jim's Gourmet Dogs right Thanks, here guys. doing cheesecake tonight. Up next, we're going to beer, Jim. Hi. Bye. <laughs> That's right. He's out. We have two great brewing companies coming up next. Jack Raybun. And uh, Mockery Brewing Company and Ryan Skeels, Bear Brewing Company, they're next. And at 745, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show. Dustin Evans and Rocker Spirit serving up the delightful taste of that distillery right here in Littleton. That's all coming up next and more right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website 
themoderneater.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multi-grain bread with rosemary mayo and olives, vegan and certified gluten-free? Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce, it's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Here we are, Camp Turn Back Now Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Home stretch coming into. We're going to talk to a couple of great breweries, and then uh, one of my favorite distilleries, probably the favorite distillery in Rocker Spirits, coming up at 7:45 and booze in the news. But right now, Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solution. This is the man, family owned and operated. Jeff and Kristen Rourke and their lovely daughter Charlie. Um, they're they're the standard of building out delicious tap lines. Why do I say delicious? Because the beer should taste the way the brewer intended it to taste. When I'm at so many restaurants and bars, I'm seeing beer come out inefficiently. I'm seeing high foam. I'm seeing bad pours. Uh, The temperatures are wrong. You don't need to do that. You can get an A-plus report card from Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. Again, 20 years in the business. He's going to make your custom install dreams come true. At a beer line, why not? At a nitro line, why not? A wine line, why not? They're doing distillates through lines right now as well. Jeff Rourke can do that for you. Give him a call. That's all you have to do. Write it down. 720-272-3809. Pouring inefficient beer is not good for your bottom line because if you're pouring inefficient beer, boys, what are you doing? You're pouring pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 
720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name's Alex Seidel. I'm from Fruition Restaurant, Mercantile Restaurant. You are listening to us on Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Why not? We can do this. Back to the Modern Eater Show from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Thanks for joining us on iHeartRadio, 630KHOW, and also live on Facebook, The Modern Eater. You can see all the action. We've got three, and this is the way brewers are, Brian. Truly, brewers are like, oh, how can we hold each other up? We know each other. It's a tight-knit community, and we like that. We have two brewing companies here with us tonight, Mockery Brewing Company and Bear Brewing Company. Let's welcome to the show from Mockery Brewing Company, Zach Rabern. Did I say that right, Zach? You got it as close as anybody Rayburn? usually does. Raybun. Raybun. Yep, I can do it, man. It should be the way. <laughs> I mean, I've heard all kinds of things with Hollenbach, Hellenbach. Uh, hauling this, hauling that. I mean, <laughs> I've heard it all. Uh, Kevin Greer, Bear Brewing Company. Welcome, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well tonight. And Ryan Skeels, Bear Brewing Company as well. Guys, welcome to the show. We've got beer in front of us. How can you be sad with great food, great libations, and this delicious craft beer in front of us right here in Colorado, our home state? Well, and Greg, who's going to tell us the link between these two guys? I don't know. There's, there's a friendship. There's something kindled here. I can see it. Who wants to jump in? Yeah, it started four, four years, years ago. Identify yeah. yourselves when you talk so we can distinguish our voices. So Zach from Mockery. Um, yeah, we both got started right around the same time, uh, about four years ago, four to five years ago. And uh, right off the bat, um, really liked what each other's breweries were doing. Uh, had a lot in common. And uh, we started collaborating on beers and a single collaboration turned into a series of collaborations and now it's its own life and story and uh, we're working on year five of the collaboration and uh, yeah it's been fun the whole way. So Zach when people collaborate sometimes you have people they're collaborating because they're on different sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Are you collaborating in that way or are you guys on the same side of it just making something better? I would say more often than not we do very similar things um, very experimental, non-traditional, um, and ingredient and source-based in that we're both very concerned with uh, the source of our ingredients, the quality of our ingredients, and uh, the brewing process. So um, more than anything, yeah, I'd say we have very similar mindsets when we're brewing. Yeah, Zach, you, wanted to sh- you said, uh, listen, thanks for booking us on the show, but we want to share time with Bear Brewing Company. Um, Kevin, take it away. Uh, this relationship, right? I mean, this is kind of cool to have somebody, uh, another brother say, hey, listen, I'm going to come on the show. I want my brothers to be with us, right? Yeah, it's super cool. So like Zach said, we've been collaborating for Collaboration Fest for coming up on five years now. And just last week, we were meeting to talk about what we're going to do next. And so I think, you know, with Zach inviting us here, it was a great opportunity to talk about the collaborations in the industry, the collaborative, na- collaborative nature of the industry, and just how well we work together. We love Mockery. We love a bunch of other breweries, too, most, actually, let's just say all. Yeah. Distilleries. Um, you know, we brought a collaboration hot sauce that we did with The Real Dill. Sweet. So, like, let's hold that up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Ryan, let's go down Flavor All Lane right. right now. Let's bust out let's some glasses it. and tell us what are we drinking tonight. Um, well, 
is my favorite part. <laughs> Mockery generally yeah, puts a lot of crazy stuff in all their beers, so I don't know what they have going on. I know there's a tea beer. I've had that right tonight. Beer. That's been my uh, kind of go-to. It's very sessionable, and yeah. if I, it's the hibiscus black tea. Uh, it's a pale, right? Yeah. Uh, delicious. Yeah, we tasted through probably 20 to 30 different teas and combinations oh, which of one different teas. Maybe I'm not doing Ooh, that. I like not this. This That's is my speed. One. Oh, yeah. one is Greg's it? getting nervous. We, we were talking collaboration, so we figured we'd go back to uh, last year's collaboration, um, our Imperial French Toast Out. Oh, I have to try One this. of my favorite things about our collaboration is the ridiculously long and stupid names we come up with, so... Uh, this is Mocking Baird episode for Imperial. When I uh, no, I'm already screwing it up. Intercontinental when I eat French toast, mm-hmm. um, which was a Beastie Boys lyric, um, part of the collaboration. Uh, our series of collaborations have also been Inland Island Yeast Company, where we get all of our brewing sweet, yeast from. Sweet. So we we decided to throw a nod to our yeasty boys and throw in a. Beastie Boys it. lyric. Hey, can you sing that for me? Because that's how I'm going to be able to play. I don't mean to there. brag. I don't mean to boast. But I'm intercontinental <laughs> when I eat French toast. <laughs> I love it. See, thought goes into this. Well, I'm but I want to come back to this collaboration thing. Because, you know, you guys, listen. I'm a businessman. When someone says collaboration, it just means that I'm bringing someone along. Or they're bringing me along. And I, I so I want to dig on that. Because as a brewer... You know what's what's stopping you from just sitting back, Zach, and saying, "Okay, this is this is a beer we're going to make." It's you've only got how many ingredients in a beer, right? I mean, it's it's not too complicated. Yeah, traditionally you've got four of them. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, um, I think that's the greatest uh, part of the crapper and community is the collaborative nature, um, the support we all give to each other. Um, and it's it like you said in almost every other industry it's me before them and um that's my absolute favorite part of the industry is how much we all work together how closely we all work together and how much we support each other um for from our point of view it's us against the big guys um we're fighting uh the large corporations and conglomerates for shelf space in the stores and um really negative campaigns they put on to demean small independent craft beer and uh that's my favorite part of the small independent craft beer industry is how much despite all their efforts we we want to support the guys right down the street that should be our direct competition but um they're sending people our way just as often as we're sending people there. high tides raise all ships absolutely especially when you're going against something dumb as dilly dilly (laughs) well when yeah we make up less than 15% 15% of the market and yeah two to three breweries make up the rest of it it's it's, it's pretty easy to yeah insane. join together and try and uh, make as much headway as a couple can. of things yeah. first of all am i a degenerate because i'll wake up and drink this it's bro oh. this is well, bre- it's, a, it's a breakfast seasonal beer. breakfast beer right here yeah. for me as we as we change it here's what i want to do though because it, time flies we spent 10 minutes so far but i want to do one minute a piece one minute on mockery um, we got started up in 2014 and uh, found our way into the Rhino neighborhood downtown. Um, back then, it took a lot of convincing um, with my other partners to see the vision of uh, what Rhino would become. Yeah. And we were incredibly lucky. Um, as much as I promised and said it would be, you know, 
a turnaround neighborhood and things were going to trend up for us, all of our expectations have been met and exceeded. So um, it's pretty incredible to see how the neighborhood's grown around us and how we've incorporated ourselves into it. But, um, yeah, our philosophy is non-traditional, experimental, um, boundary-pushing beers that really, as a brewer, we want to brew and we want to drink and try and invite everyone along the journey with us. Website and address. Mockerybrewing.com. Address. 3501 Delgany Street, right off uh, 35th and Brighton Boulevard. Here's what another degenerate I am. I'm taking this collaboration beer. I'm sipping that, and then I'm clearing my palate with this delicious beer right now from Bear Brewing Company. It's the less talk. So I'm going back and forth and taking these flavor profiles up and down the board, which I love. I'm in the zone right now as we switch to Bear Brewing Company. The same things, guys. You pick or go back and forth. Talk about Bear Brewing Company and take a minute. Yeah, so we also opened in 2014. Uh, we're at 320 Broadway, so right at 3rd and Broadway uh, in the Baker neighborhood, kind of between Baker and Washington. You're kind Park. of our neighbor. Yeah, we're not far. I mean, yeah. not far at all. No, there's sure. just a highway and a lot of railroad tracks yeah. between us. Yeah, jump up the street. Yeah, so we're in a, a beautiful strip mall. You've probably driven by it a thousand times and never noticed it, but it's uh, a great space. You know, we've transformed it, and... You know, our goal is really to make beers for anyone so that whoever walks in the door, we can find something that they like, whether they're not a beer drinker or whether they love a big imperial stout or barrel-aged beers, sour beers. We make a lot of sour beer. Um, Ultimately, that's our goal is that whoever walks in the door is happy when they leave. San Pasquale approved. (laughs) This is our kitchen right here. This This is the guy. He is the monk of culinary right there at San Pasquale. Uh, he approves. Absolutely. Thank guys, you, Sam. We're going to do so much together. I can feel it right now. Awesome. You guys are welcome in this kitchen anytime you want to and so happy to highlight my Mockery Brewing Company and Bear Brewing Company. B-A-E-R-E Bear Brewing Company. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the Modern Eater Show. Thank well, you. Yeah, and we're not done. We've still got a few more beers to try, folks. So, if you were here in the Modern Eater yeah, Kitchen, we'll be studio drinking Colorado them. Kitchen here, you're going to get you a treat. You guys like spirits? Yeah. We love spirits. Oh, yeah, Have absolutely. you been introduced to Rocker Spirits? Delicious. Yeah, yeah really yeah. good. They're doing it right, yeah. man. Rocker Spirits coming up next. And Dustin Evans right here, a Littleton-based distillery. His distillates are next right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct 
distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. This is always a favorite. I mean, they're getting just uh, inundated. More and more busy down there at their location in Littleton. It's Rocker Spirits, and anytime we can get a chance to catch up with Dustin Evans. Uh, Dustin, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a while. Uh, well, not it's too, been too long, though. We saw him in here. He's been in the show, in the studio, but he hasn't been on the air. I just eat and run. I just come here for a free meal. <laughs> you should, because a lot of people it's do. It's high in, man. <laughs> Two years in the game, right? Uh, a little over. Two and a half now. We've been out there. Two and a wow. half years. I'll tell you what, I always follow... Um, Distillery. Avon calling. Yeah. Is that me? Who is that? That's Richie. No. no. All our phones are spoken for. Oh, really? it's, uh, yes, it is that phone. Rose. Nick is <laughs> That's calling Jared Leonard. us tonight. Hello. Answer your phone. Jared. Uh, oh, there we, oh there, we there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, not to be interrupted, but as we continue two years into the business, and I always talk about um, it's a tough business to make delicious whiskey and bourbon because you've got an agent. And you're up to barrel. Can I guess what barrel? Do you know what barrel you're at right I, now? I do. You do? And they're 53-gallon barrels. I'm going to say you're at barrel 156. Oh, man, that's pretty close. Uh, the end of this week will be at barrel 164. 164. Wow. Oh. Well, because I, I look at that, and I watch, and I'm and I'm. Well, wrecked. he has a video camera hot linked in there. It's, no, I, I was I just don't. having this discussion. <laughs> Most people show you pictures of their children. I show you pictures of our barrel house. <laughs> As well you should. you got a great squad. Nick Hutch, yes. your head distiller, right? Very, very, very. And first of all, what, what's the address for Rocker? It's 5587 South Hill. It's in old downtown Littleton, one block north off of Main Street. Full disclosure, Rocker Spirits has been a sponsor for the Modern Eater for coming up on, uh, I want to say, 18 months. It'll be two years in wow. April. It'll be two years in April, and we we take a look at these guys. And when you when you meet Dustin, you see quality guy. When you go to the distillery, you go, this is amazing. When you talk to Nick Hutch, and then you talk to John behind the bar, we've gotten to know these guys. They're friends and family. What you're on to, what you're doing right now with Rocker Spirits, how do, how do you, how can you encapsulate what you put together? It's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, Greg. It's, it's always refreshing to hear those good things because it's some days we get captured in the struggle of trying to sure. lay down everything and but the people, patience of three years aging. Yeah. And people, stuff, but. product, and process. Those Thank are the three things that you've got to get down, and that's what Rocker's been able to do. I agree, and I, I'm just—I guess I—I I just uh, attribute it to lucky and and leading. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have Nick. Nick is just a very talented young man, passionate, hardworking. John and TJ, who have helped us with our 
bar program, and I'm just very grateful for those guys because without them, we're not all successful, and uh, I'm just very fortunate to have them. And my father always said the quality of a man, person, or a company is directly proportional to their parenting or their leadership, and I just like to think that we've got some incredible leaders in John, TJ, you know, Nick, and myself. So I, it's just hard work at the end of the day and, and assembling the right team. Yeah, well said, and you put it all together. As I look at Colorado Craft Distilleries, because that's what we're looking at, and Jay and I went to uh, Laws just last week for a, a, a tour to see what Al Laws is doing. Guys on, like, barrel 2031. You yeah. look at something like that. That's the future for Rocker. Absolutely. It's inspiring you to walk in there and uh, say, man, I want to be like my big brother. I want to grow up to be something someday. And Laws does a great job, great ambassador for the industry, for Colorado, um, for entrepreneurs. And um, What could you do with 2,000 barrels? So right now, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd have to find a place to store them first <laughs> yes, you and would. hide them out. But oh, it would just be amazing to have that much product because we are somewhat capped by our success is somewhat capped by our back end if we outsell our backlog you know you can that can be almost a death sentence and um so it's a a slow grow it's a patience and uh sometimes it's a daunting task well dustin i would say brian freeman here a lot of people don't even realize that someone getting into your industry you're you're stepping back for three years before you can really sell something that is your own right you know now there's some things you can do to speed that process up, but it's it's in three years, it's when all of a sudden Dustin is going to be able to say, this is mine, right. and then you put your stick down in the ground, and you let everyone know, here's here's the it line taste, I'm setting. It tastes so good, too, Dustin. Yeah, we, I've tasted from some of these early barrels, man. It's rich. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. I mean, it's, I'm, a, I'm a passionate person, and, and I lead with that, and uh, like Greg was saying, what does it take to get in the micro distilling industry? It takes commitment because you are, if you're going to do it right, you have to commit to three years, three to four years before you're bottling your first product. And that takes some commitment and some lower intestinal fortitude. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. And, and folks, just so you know that I'm just speaking to the whiskey side of what Dustin does because Dustin definitely has a couple other products that don't need to age that that period of time oh yeah the rum award-winning rum the vodka here's what i want to do though but with a minute left i want to talk about your tasting room that tasting room is off beautiful can you take 30 seconds to talk about that tasting room yeah much like the the tasting room follows the modeling of the bottle it's an industrial look and feel the bottle was inspired from a 1930s oil can and in that vintage americana look and feel of Americana, I wanted it to look like a manufacturing plant. And I was just telling that story to one of your people here tonight, and they said, well, that's exactly what it is. It's a manufacturing plant. We make whiskey. So it's old steel. It's The bar top is the floors out of old semi-tractor you got to see it. Ten yep. seconds left. Address. It is 5587 South Hill, Littleton. Go see him. Come see us. Worth Dustin, it. Dustin, Rocker Spirits, Rich, next week. Good night,